It's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. Uh, as a short reminder, Vet Vet is a non-profit educational project dedicated to assist veterans with adjustment to civilian lifestyle and to provide assistance in obtaining your VA and any other available benefits that you have earned. Um, today, uh, we are talking about VRSRD principles, and they are governed those principles governed by principles that dictate how the rating authorities should assign military disability ratings in various circumstances. These principles are meant to make up for any shortcomings or holes in the rating schedule and to create equality and fairness when applying the ratings. Some principles are specific to single conditions and some can be applied to all. So the principles were originally meant to govern only the disability cases. And uh, so when it's officially started to be used for DOD disability, DOD uh, made a couple uh, adjustments. So right now it uh, applies not only to DOD, to, to VA as well. Um, unless there is a clear new uh, statement in the VA rule that it doesn't apply. So, um, general uh, principles. Yeah. So the <clears throat> the essentials of uh, rating uh, 4.1 and 4.10. The intent of the VASRD is to properly rate every service-connected condition that a service member has. The rating should properly reflect the difficulty the veteran would have to work or find work because of the veteran's conditions. The basic idea is that the veteran who will have more trouble finding and keeping a job than another should receive more compensation for his condition. Every service-connected condition a veteran has can be rated for VA disability. Some of these conditions may not be uh, severe enough to be rated more than zero, but all conditions the VA rate are eligible to be reevaluated and re-rated if they worsen in the future. DOD disability is only given for service-connected conditions that also make a service member unfit for duty. The DOD also only rates conditions at the time of the separation. Thus, if a condition worsens in the future, the DOD rating doesn't change. A change in diagnosis, the 4.13. <clears throat> this principle applies only to the VA. 
Sense the VA can change a VA disability rating. If the condition worsens or improves, it can also change the diagnosis of the condition. The VA SRD principle, however, states that the changing of diagnosis of a condition should only be done if the current diagnosis does not sufficiently rate the severity of the condition. Since the DOD does not change its ratings, the diagnosis of the condition will not change from the diagnosis that was in effect at separ separation. So is age, <clears throat> is age considered when rating? 4.19, no. The age of the veteran is never taken into account when rating for a disability or it shouldn't. But if you look at a lot of guys applying for the unemployable right now, you got to question that. Uh, if a veteran cannot get a job because of his age, that is not a matter for the, for the disability rating authorities and will not be considered. Exceptional and rare cases, DOD only. If a condition cannot be found in the VA SRD and is so unique and rare that it that a nogalist rating uh, does not fully reflect the disability of the condition in the Secretary of the Military Department concern, like the Army, the Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, all you guys, has the right to assign uh, an appropriate rating for the condition. This is DOD only and so rare that none of us have actually really seen it happen, at least no one that we know of for sure. Uh, Anogalous ratings are almost always sufficient. The rating authorities and their decision-making medical evidence and correspondence, 4.24. Any exam, test, official statement, correspondence, or even email that provides significant evidence about the service member's condition should be submitted to the rating authorities. All information that is submitted will be uh, sift through and only those documents that have the highest probable value will be examined by each rating authority member before making their, their rating decision. So it is your job to ensure that the rating authorities have all important information they need to best review your case. So make sure they get anything that you think is important. The interpretation of exam reports 4.2. Is the rating authority's responsibility to interpret all medical reports that are submitted to them. A physician may describe a condition and its symptoms differently than another, but the rating authorities must combine and analyze all the data to determine a consistent picture of the condition in order to achieve an appropriate rating. If there is not enough data to properly rate a condition, then the rating authorities must request additional information. If no additional data can be found, then the rating authorities must rate the condition based on the principles of probative value and reasonable doubt and the benefit of the veteran. Probative value, 4.6. The rating authorities will use the most accurate dat data and the opinion of the most qualified medical provider and as the best representative of the overall condition. So don't let them get away with, get away with saying QTC or MSLA is the authoritative when you've been going to your doctor for more years than you've gone to the QTC exam. Basically, if an exam is done by a specialist using the most up-to-date and accurate tools available to them, that, that exam will hold a higher probative value than the one done by a primary care doctor with a wooden ruler. So if there is a any conflicting information in the exams, the rating authorities will base the rating on one of the most probative value in the DOD's case, since they base the rating on the severity of the condition at the time of separation. 
the exams closest to that date are often the ones with the most positive value. A tie goes to the veteran 4.7 and 4.12. If there are two exams with conflicting information, then the rating authorities must base the rating on the one that will give the veteran the higher rating. This won't happen, however, if one of the exams has less probative value than another. So if one exam notes measurements that would equal 20% rating and another with the same probative value note measurements that would equal 30% rating, the veteran would and should receive 30% rating. Similarly, if a single condition could be rated under two different VA SRD codes, the rating authority must assign the code that will get the highest rating for that condition. Reasonable doubt, 4.3. If a condition is not well documented in medical records, the rating authorities may have trouble deciding how severe the condition truly is and what rating the condition should receive. In these cases, the rating authorities are required to award the higher rating for the veteran's benefit. Rating authority members' attitudes, 4.23. The rating authority members are required to not allow any personal feelings or attitudes to influence the rating decision. But remember, you're dealing with human beings, so God knows what could happen on any given day for any one of us. When the members review medical records, there is quite a lot of personal information in those files. We really got to know a lot more about the service member than we may want. Uh, depending on the circumstances surrounding the conditions, the, doctor, the doctors who wrote the records may have very definite opinions about the service member's motives, honesty, personality, etc. Based on the things they read, rating authority members may feel that the service member under review is a true victim who deserves a high rating since he's a good person. It's 4.27. Every condition in the VA SRD has a four-digit VA SRD code that identifies it. The rating authorities decide which code best reflects each condition. Often a single condition can easily be rated under different codes. For example, low back strength can be related based on limited motion 5.5237 or under degenerative arthritis, which is 5003. So, uh, as a note, the rating authorities are required to pick the code that best defines the condition and all the symptoms. But I would say, uh, like, as long as you uh, educate yourself, you pick up the best code that defines your condition, and then you argue that this code applies to you. Yeah, you don't want to go in there blind. Yeah, it's a bit like those like multiple choice question and tests that ask you to pick up the best answer, and not necessarily the right one. Yeah. Ratings, 4.20, if a condition is not listed in the VA SRD, then it must be rated anomalously. A Nagos code will be the four-digit code connected to the by a hyphen, for example, 5099-5003. The 99 at the end of the first code tells us that the Nagos rating under the second is an Nagos rating under the second code. So if the condition is a carpal bone injury, a condition that is not listed uh, specifically under the VA SRD, then it would be best rated as a degenerative arthritis, the 5003. Thus, the code for this condition would be written as 5099-5003. Now, if the first code in the two code numbers does not end in 99, for example, 5003-5240, it means that this condition was correctly described under 5003, but the best rating for it based under the symptoms of the condition which are rated under the second code, 
4-0 is the one that's going to apply. So the condition is correctly diagnosed as degenerative arthritis 5-0-0-3, but the condition is so severe that the soldier can't move his back at all, then the much higher rating can actually be achieved under 5-2-4-0, the ankylosis of the spine. So in, um, like really, uh, some conditions, it's, uh, uh, of course, uh, because of the human body is so complex, they cannot be all described. So every year, VA or DOD uh, changes rating based on uh, the research, based of medical evidence that they get from uh, uh, soldiers, and uh, based on the research uh, science, scientific community does in university, all the other stuff. So it always changes. So it's up to you to pick up the right code that applies to you uh, the best way. So of course, if you got to pick up in between like 10 and 40%, so guess um, which one is better for you. So also, we would like to talk a little bit about veterans' behavior that can affect their ratings. So treatment outside the military medical system. If you choose to have any medical procedures or treatment done outside of the military or the VA medical system, this doesn't include any referrals to civilian physicians as long as it's done through the military or VA. Then that condition and any and all side effects of that treatment are not rateable. You cannot be rated for a condition or symptom that results from treatment outside of the military or VA system unless you were referred for the care by a military or VA physician. The only exception <clears throat> to this would be if your choice of using civilian services can be proven to be a result of impaired judgment, that is a result of the rateable condition. So if you're suffering from dementia and went to a doctor for a foot problem outside of the military because you couldn't remember who your doctor was or where to go, then you could still be rated for the foot condition and its side effects, especially since dementia that severe is definitely unfitting and rateable. But in most cases, if you have a family doctor and you've been going to the same doctor for a long, long time, and of course, uh, there is a financial uh, uh, component to that as well. So, but let's say you've been going to the same doctor for a long time and then uh, you decided to join the military and then uh, either retired or maybe got out after a couple of terms or just one term. And you decided to go to the same doctor and you're still paying him for, for the visits. So definitely this doctor may know uh, your uh, condition much better than any uh, VA, uh, uh, VA doctor or any doctor that is assigned by VA. So you know, as long as uh, you can afford going to the same doctor, he would be uh, more... Uh, he would describe your condition much better than anybody else that's, that looks at you first time. Failure to comply with prescribed treatment. So a condition could also be, uh, could also not be eligible for rating, or at least a high rating, if the soldier unreasonably refuses proper treatments and therapy. If a physician properly counsels the soldier about his condition and the various treatment options, but the soldier refuses to follow any guidance or treatments, such as diet, activities, not using alcohol or drugs, then the rating would be reduced. So if a soldier has uh, asthma and is told to stop smoking but continues and the asthma gets worse, then the rating for asthma would be reduced by how much the physician and the rating authorities feel that the smoking made the asthma worse. 
So instead of receiving a 30, you may only get a 10. So this condition doesn't uh, go into play a lot, but uh, think uh, about um, that, that uh, whatever doctors uh, tell you to do, you might have to comply because if year after year, uh, nothing changes, uh, it, nothing changes not because it nothing changes because it cannot change, but because you do not comply, that your rating might go down. But if uh, you comply with all of the doctor's requirement and it doesn't change, then the, that's the way it is. So, uh, so for misconduct, if a condition is the result of intentional misconduct, then no rating will be, be awarded. This includes the use of illegal drugs or uh, controlled substances. So if a soldier intentionally injures himself or an attempt to separate from the service or get more money at separation or with any other motive, then that condition will not be rated. So you get drunk and get in a car wreck, that's on you. You get an STD, that's on you. Yeah, and um, like unfortunately, <coughs> unfortunately it can happen. And uh, yeah. I honestly wouldn't blame uh, anybody for getting into troubles because of that, because anything can happen in life. But just uh, you got to know that uh, this is uh, one of the conditions that might apply yeah. to, to the ratings. So the way the ratings are calculated. Pyramiding. Uh, 4.14, a single condition symptom can only be rated once. As we talked about under coding options, a single condition could fit a couple or different codes, but a rating, but rating a single condition more than once under a different code is not allowed. Now there are some particular cases where, say like a low back condition that is very limited in motion and also affects the nerve, creating uh, severe nerve pain down the leg could be rated as two separate conditions. The first would be the limited motion of the back itself, and the second would be the nerve pain down the leg. So for DOD only, each part in and of itself must make the soldier unfit for duty for them to both be re uh, rated. Rating two aspects of the same condition really doesn't happen that often. Most of the time, single ratings uh, satisfactorily covers all aspects of that condition. Overall, the main rule is only one rating per condition. Zero percent and minimum ratings, 4.31. Zero percent ratings are given when a condition is not severe enough to achieve the lowest rating listed for the condition. Some conditions have zero listed as an option, but even if, it not, even if it's not listed, it can be given an exception when a minimum rating is required. A minimum rating is sometimes required for certain... Uh, conditions. This means that as long as there is a diagnosis for that condition, it must be given at least the lowest compensational money rating, basically, for that condition. So that's going to be around 10%. We have listed any minimum requirements on the individual conditions page. Total disability rating, 4.15 and 4.16. 100% rating are given when the veteran's disability is so severe that he cannot work to support himself. Since one person may be able to find employment with an amputated leg and another may not, the ratings are, a, are based on the average person's ability to work with that condition. Permanent and total disability ratings can only be given if that condition is stable and expected to last throughout the veteran's life. 
A 100% rating can be given for any condition, even if that rating is not noted under the condition in the VA SRD. If it is uh, severe enough that the veteran is unable to work or take care of himself, then there is only one condition that makes the veteran unable to work. Then that condition must be rated at least 60 alone in order for that condition to be eligible to rate the 100% because of unemployability. Similarly, if the if there are two or more conditions that make the veteran unable to work, yet, at least one must be rated at 40 or more by itself, and the total combined rating of those conditions must be 70% or more. Only when looking at the total disability ratings can multiple conditions be combined. To make a single condition uh, that would qualify for the single 60 or 40% rating. Being able to combine them helps make the minimum requirements listed above more achievable. And they, in these cases, conditions can be combined to equal a single condition only when they include both upper and both lower extremities, including the bilateral factor. All resulted from a single incident, all affect a single body system, nerves, digestive, orthopedic, things like that. All were incurred in action or all were incurred while a prisoner of war. Unemployability 4.17 and 4.18. A veteran is considered unemployable if they have been able, unable to find sufficient stable work. Evidence must be provided to show that the veteran's lack of work is directly related to his disability. Occasional odd jobs, intermediate work, unsuccessful employment, lasting only a short time, employment terminating because of the disability, and any work that pays less than half the usual amount established by the U.S. Department of Commerce is evidence that, this, that support a veteran's unemployability and cannot be used to rule against this principle. Pre-stabilization ratings, the 4.28. If a condition is not completely healed or not stable, meaning that it is still changing for better or worse, then a pre-stabilization pre rating should be awarded for the 12-month period directly following discharge from the military. A 50% rating should be given for a condition where employment is very likely for the, for the veteran once the condition heals. A higher 100% uh, rating should be given for conditions that are not expected to improve enough for the veteran to get stable work. For VA disability, an examination must be performed under before the end of the 12-month period. If the final permanent rating for that condition ends up being less than the amount awarded for that pre-stabilization period, then the higher rating will continue to, to the end of the 12 months before the lower rating begins. If, however, the permanent rating is a higher than the pre-stabilization rating, then the higher rating will begin immediately. For DOD disability, this pre-stabilization period is the same as the TDRL period and is subject to all TDRL terms. If a surgical procedure or treatment is performed just before the service member is separated, then those procedures do not contribute to a TDRL period or permanent rating unless they have adverse side effects that are expected to continue after separation. Hospital or uh, observation treatment ratings, the 4.29. If a veteran is hospitalized or under hospital observation for a service-connected condition for more than 21 consecutive days, then a total rating of 100% is awarded from the first day of hospitalization until the end of the month in which the veteran is discharged. 
convalescent ratings, 4.30. This is the VA only. The veteran must recover from a medical procedure or hospitalization for a service-connected condition at home. Then a total rating of 100% is awarded for up to three months starting the first day of the month after he is discharged or being treat, uh, or begins treatment at home. To count as convalescence, the condition must be severe enough to keep the veteran from being able to work for the period of the time he undergoes treatment. A back surgery that requires the veteran to lie flat for a month is an appropriate example for, of a convalescent condition. Convalescent periods can last longer than three months with the approval from the uh, veteran service center manager. Yeah, and DOD doesn't, does not give convalescent ratings from the VA. <clears throat> and the last one, principle of the systems. There are some other principles that are only for certain conditions or groups of conditions. And uh, all uh, of these uh, principles are discussed in a know respective podcasts or respective topics because there are so many of them and some of them are probably very quite difficult to understand yeah uh, that's it guys for today so yeah. do you have um, any information resources good book movie to recommend yeah like uh if you guys want to read a cool comic book um cowboy ninja viking <laughs> from <Great> one <laughs> from uh AJ Lieberman and Riley Rossman, like that's a pretty funny little story. If you guys want to check it out, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make a movie out of it soon. Mm. All together, right? Cowboy Vikings. Yeah, Cowboy Ninja Viking, all in one person. <laughs> so, and uh, as always, uh, words of wisdom of the day. God damn it! You'll never get that purple heart hiding in a foxhole. Follow me. That's right. Said by Henry B. Crow. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you. Thank you.